Coming up on Podcast 1860, Hawaii, the first with Nevi-funded chargers, Rolls-Royce, hate flippers, and the Volvo minivan EV is coming. Also on the podcast today, a big DC fast charging hub from Instavolt in the UK. We'll talk Tesla supercharger V4s and the Automobili Pininfarini hypercar EV. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening in the world. This is EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information. Tuesday the 11th of July, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. We'll start with this headline story of Hawaii securing the first round of Nevi funding. Hawaii has successfully secured the funding of the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Program, a federal initiative to expand EV charging across the US, designed to install EV charging stations in public parks, airports and other public facilities to make EV charging more accessible and convenient for both residents and visitors. And Hawaii is first out of the gate with announcing where their Nevi money uh, will be going. It's a collaboration between HDOT or HDOT, Hawaii Department of Transport, uh, the Hawaii State Energy Office, Hawaii Electric Light Company, and Aloha Charge, or National Car Charging, a sponsor of this podcast, long-time listeners will know. So how fortuitous that a big piece of news comes out and it involves one of our supporters on Patreon. So I'm more than happy to include the news today. I would have done anyway. Well, the initiative is part of Hawaii's efforts to transition to clean energy and reduce their dependence on fossil fuels. And they have a goal of 100% ground transportation renewable by 2045. Now, the NEVI program is funded by the US Department of Energy and accelerates the adoption of EVs nationwide by adding DC fast charging. They've gone with the tritium hardware, and that's what a lot Aloha Charge will be installing and maintaining. The Tritium staff obviously designed, it's an Aussie company, but made in the US to get access to the money, and 150 kilowatt units. And so, uh, again, it's about the right speed for today. Um, It probably won't be the right speed in five or ten years. Uh, You know, putting in 350 kilowatt units everywhere today would be perhaps overly future-proofing and, you know, fabulously expensive. So it's probably the right thing to do to go with 150s, uh, but the Tritium hardware is good. I was using it just yesterday, a big shell uh, on the A34, Tothill Services, if anyone knows it. Um, there's nine of the Tritiums, and uh, they're double headers or dual headers. They've got CCS and Chatamo, and that's what it, the Nevi funding one ones will have. Will they come with NACs out of the gate? Uh, no, says the CEO of Tritium in the US, and so that's because half of the vehicles on the road in Hawaii have CCS plugs on the side of them. 30% have Chatamo. There's loads of Nissan Leafs in Hawaii, and those vehicles have to be served, and it's not fair for people to buy those vehicles in good faith and not be able to charge them. And then the rest are Tesla uh, or Nax connectors. And so they are going to ship these, uh, the first Nevi funding, the ones for Hawaii, uh, they will come with both CCS and Chatamo, but they said the technology is such that it is just a connector, and, it's, and they said they're connector agnostic, and they will put on the Nax connector if over time there is a need to. So not a problem. They can do that. They can retrofit them. But for now, they have to service 
the installed driver base, as it were, in Hawaii, and that is CCS and Chatterway. So, great news there. Great news for the partner of this podcast, National Car Charging and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Great news all around. We're going to see a lot more of that Nevi funding money coming out. Now, moving on, a recent report revealed the top 10 best-selling used EVs in the year so far by Carvana. They said the uh, number one was, what do you reckon? It was a Tesla. It wasn't a Model Y. It was a number th- uh, a Model 3. Number 3. It was a Model 3 uh, topping the list, uh, followed by the Leaf, the Bolt, the i3, and the Model S. Uh, the report highlighted the growing popularity of buying a used EV. As more people are becoming more aware of the benefits of electric vehicles and demand for used EVs is actually increasing. A trend expected to continue, of course, as more vehicles come off finance deals and leasing and go into the used pot, as it were. Second hand, third hand, getting cheaper all the time. And buying a used EV can be a very cost-effective way to manage the transition to EVs. We've always had used EVs apart from one. I bought a new Renault Zoe from my pal uh, Will up at DSG just because uh, it was they were they were closing the factory down, I think, to uh, to, to retool. This is the pr- I had the pre-CCS Renault Zoe, and one of the last ones to come out before the summer shut down, and they had stock, and, we, and I went for a new car. But otherwise, we always buy used, nearly new, and if we can, uh, always looking for a bit of a deal, of course, but you end up with just fabulous cars uh, because, you know, a two-, three-year-old car, in in my view, I think I'm still really fortunate to be able to drive a car, uh, you know, like that. That's just the way that we tend to live, you know, you know, sort of live our lives, and that's why we we buy used EVs. But that's not to say that getting a brand-new EV, uh, you know, on a finance deal is not the way that nearly everybody does it. Uh, and when they come off those deals, uh, more and more, those new leases and things, more of more of them are ending up in the in the in the pots, and that is making a used EV much more attractive for many people. Okay, moving on. And Volvo's first ever people carrier has been spotted in China. The upcoming uh, MPV, if you want to call it that, multi multi-purpose vehicle, uh, minivan, maybe no, not quite is a Volvo version of the Zika 009. That is a bit of a beast, to be honest with you. It's not the best looker, which is funny because Volvos, I think, are just about the best styled vehicles on the road. So, based on the same platform as the Zika 009, six captain's chairs, or any configuration, up to about eight seats, I think, and... The SEA platform from their parent company, Geely, it'll sit alongside the big EX90 and the small EX30. Uh, Zika 009 is 5.2 metres long, over 2 metres wide and 1.9 metres tall with a 3.2 metre wheelbase. It will be the biggest Volvo to date. Uh, they'll use those dimensions, I'm pretty similar dimensions, I imagine, um, and the technical specs as well. So 116 kilowatt hour battery or 140 kilowatt hour battery. Uh, not to 60, two miles an hour in 4.5 seconds. All right, moving on. There, by the way, this is just a, a camouflage car that is I've seen online, not to say it's coming anytime soon. I think we'll see this Volvo 
probably revealed in 2023, this year, because we're in July now and they're driving camo cars around. So that's normally we'll see it sometime before the end of the year or at least an announcement or a press car and then we wait for the real thing to arrive. Now, let's talk a couple of Tesla stories. The first one, Tesla implementing layoffs in China at their battery plant in Shanghai, part of a restructuring effort to improve efficiency and reduce costs. Shanghai is responsible for producing batteries and making the vehicles as well. The company continues to, to continues to invest in Shanghai. This isn't a winding down of the project. The growth story is very much still there. Perhaps these jobs replaced by automation. Uh, I could speculate, maybe. Tesla, also in the news, uh, the V4 superchargers in France now, uh, someone posted those onto Twitter, shows a new charging station just unveiled with V4s. I really love the look of these V4 superchargers. Uh, They haven't got the hole in the middle. If you haven't seen a picture of them yet, I'll try and describe them. They are taller. They are taller than a Tesla supercharger that you can imagine if you've seen one or used one. And of course, they are they are hollow so they that's where the cable goes and sits and uh, you know there's not much to them these are solid so uh, there's no screen or anything on them but they are they are they are solid you know you can't put your hand through the middle of them and much longer cables designed for more third-party cars using the V4s, uh, more efficient, more power, uh, delivering, I think, 350 kilowatts of power now, but that is up on the 250s of the 250 kilowatts of the V3 superchargers, but can deliver more, I believe. Uh, the new supercharger station in France of the V4s has nine of them underneath a canopy, which look cool, but then set apart separately from that. I can see a a single charging station and then the white lines painted on the floor, uh, a big rectangle implying it's a pull-through station. And, well, it, well, it is a pull-through one. So if you're towing, if you're in, I don't know, electric motorhome or something, that's the one you should be using, a dedicated charging point for trailers. And we love to see that. Right, let's talk Rolls-Royce. They don't like flippers. Uh, So, the new Rolls-Royce Spectre all-electric vehicle, much anticipated and in short supply. And they're taking a stand against people who might want to buy one and then immediately sell one and make some money out of it, uh, both dealers and individuals. Uh, Rolls-Royce have implemented a policy where anyone found to be flipping a car is going to be banned from buying any more Rolls-Royces to protect the brand's reputation and fairness for genuine customers. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about a big charging hub for the UK and the Neo right-hand drive car, also coming to right-hand drive markets. Stick around those stories and more are on the way. Now, let's talk about a luxury Italian hypercar, the Automobili Pininfarina, the uh, new exclusive Battista Edizioni edition. Uh, that just means edition, edition, doesn't it? Uh, it has a 120 kilowatt hour battery pack, four electric motors, 1900 horsepower, not to 62 miles an hour in much less than two seconds, 217 miles an hour top speed. And they say it'll do 310 miles on a single charge. Not at that top speed, obviously. Uh, loads of carbon fibre fiber bodywork. It takes about uh, 1,300 handcrafted man-hours and woman-hours to make this thing. And uh, they're only going to make 150 of them. So put me down for a couple. 
Now, Instavolt, the UK charging company, has revealed plans for what they say will be the country's largest DC fast charging hub. It's going to be near Basingstoke in Hampshire, which is where my wife is from and all my uh, my in-laws are all from amazing stoke there's going to be it's going to be between there and winchester i think i don't know the exact location on the m3 but i know that piece of road extraordinarily well because uh, we moved down to dorset in 97 and i so i've spent what the last 25 years uh, blatting up and down the m3 so a fast charging hub that is absolutely ideal for me uh and maybe if you're in the, in the south of england maybe for you as well 24 dc fast charging hubs 24 of them holy moly there are 125 kilowatt units though and i think that is borderline too slow uh, which is a ridiculous thing to say as i've just said they're going to put 24 of them in and this is the kind of stuff of dreams this is what i've been talking about in this podcast for five years saying oh my goodness me can you imagine when we get things like this and it's arriving and i'm complaining no i'm not Um, 125 kilowatts i think is borderline slow to be future proof but i'm sure there's a massive power issue here and you know what would you rather would you rather 24 dc fast chargers or would you rather half as many 350s you know i mean well so few cars can really pull massive power sure lots of people with you know arctic fives or kia ev6s etc you know 800 volt cars would love the power but they've gone for i think a sensible amount of power borderline not quick maybe maybe 150s would have been good but either way you know uh, like my kona can charge at 75 so Sharp mine. Um, the hub will feature a cafe, a convenience store, restrooms, and etc. etc. Now, I don't know how that compares to the biggest electric highway ones. Braintree is pretty big, Norwich is pretty big, grid serve, I should say. Um, it seems like there's more than 24 of those ones, but either way, uh, the project is a collaboration between Instavolt and Basingstoke uh, at Borough Council, uh, providing the land, and Instavolt will make the project a success. I'll put a link to that story in the show notes, and you can let me know uh, what site in the UK has the most DC fast chargers in one place, if you know. I'm, I suspect it's a grid serve site somewhere. Not complaining, this is just brilliant expansion of the DC fast charging network. All right, next in the news, Neo, the Chinese EV maker, is launching their ET5. That is the sleek sedan saloon in right-hand drive markets, the first of which will be the UK. 75 kilowatt hour battery pack, 435 miles of range, also a dual motor version, and uh, the a car will be shown off at the Goodwood Festival of Speed this week. And that's significant for Neo. A right-hand drive. They've been in Europe for a while, but to have right-hand drive versions is really interesting, and I think I need to go and drive one of those in right-hand drive very soon, up against cars like the Model 3 and the BMW i4. Right, three or four more stories to squeeze in today. The UK government uh, want to reduce the carbon emissions by looking at smart charging for EVs. Smart charging involves doing it off-peak, and it's when I charge, you know, this time of year I'm charging my car on solar a lot, maybe 20 or 25 kilowatt hours of solar on a really good day for me. Uh, I've got 17 panels here, but, um, but otherwise you charge overnight when it's cheap. 
an octopus. Because, duh, obviously. Uh, the government, though, believes that smart charging will balance the electric grid and reduce the reliance on fossil fuels. And they are considering introducing regulations to require all new EV chargers uh, to uh, take advantage of that, more so than they have done uh, more recently with uh a bunch of rules that mean that EV chargers have to behave a certain way um, and 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 be connected. Uh, they want to go further and ensure that uh, the owners can reduce their uh, their a carbon impact of charging their cars. All right, moving on. And Volkswagen next in the news, cutting their prices, but in China, uh, announcing significant price cuts of the ID3, up to 24% price cuts. Wow, that's huge. And uh, to make cars more affordable there. Going to Vietnam and the Vietnamese automaker VinFast is unveiling some different models, which we might not have talked about on the podcast too much before. Uh, the E35 and the E36, they're SUVs, and the E34 is a small electric car. I think I've mentioned these in passing before, and uh, they're one of the big companies, big car makers, of course, in, in Vietnam. They're making big strides in, in EV world. They're not really selling many in the US at the moment. Um, they want to become a global player, and they're spending a lot of money. If I go to um, conferences or events and things like that, VinFast are spending, or Vietnam is spending a lot of money to let people know, hey, we're here. Just haven't got too many customers at the moment, but They're working on it. We wish them the best. And finally, a new boss of charging within the Volkswagen Group. Giovanni Palazzo taking charge of the global charging uh, and energy business at Volkswagen since the beginning of this month. He's the former president and CEO of Electrify America. So very experienced. He also worked at Mercedes-Benz, Daimler, before going to Volkswagen Group. He says his focus will be on expanding the DC fast charging network around the world and developing Volkswagen's own smart energy platform. Volkswagen has plans to establish 43,000 fast charging points in Europe, China and North America by 2025. Those who have come across the poor reliability of Electrify America, though, will be saying, isn't it amazing how some people fail upwards? Uh, I don't know this chap and I wish him hopefully massive success uh, in this role. And I don't obviously have any first-hand experience of charging on Electrify America, apart from my friends in the US, who will note when it doesn't always work very well. So, uh, so yes, uh, if, if you're not a fan, <laughs> the person behind it's been promoted. Um, and if you are a fan, then good on him. Right, thanks to our premium partners. Uh, that'll be Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Porsche of The Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, and Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East. National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley's brilliant YouTube channel. It's E. EV Review Ireland and Octopus Electric, uh, sorry, Octopus Electroverse, global public charging made simple with one app and one map. And our latest sponsor, our latest partner, uh, that is Lease Plan Electric Moments, providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.